You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. So today I have two guests on the line. Um, so first, let me introduce you to Jason Carrario. Now, Jason, we go Hello. way 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 back um <laughs> to the me sandbox and Jason, right literally to the sandbox like we were in daycare together growing up um and then his friend t jones is also on the line and they are both english and second language teachers in china and other countries you know they just move around um yep. but they're expats and i wanted to bring them on the show because this is something that we normally don't hear about, or if we do, we don't understand how it works, you know, how you can even get into it. And so I wanted to bring them on just to share their experience. So thank you so much, um, Jason and T, for being on the show Thanks today. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So let's just hop right in. So, um, you know, we talked quite a bit before I hit record and I was like, dang, we should have captured all of this. But um, <laughs> but let's just get started at the very, very beginning. So, you know, after you graduated and everything, like what made you decide, OK, I want to live in another country and do this versus staying in you the You want to go first? Jason, you want me? Go ahead, T. OK. So you for me, first. I had a different kind of road because I'm way older than Jason. Um, well, seven Not years, way. that's a lot. <laughs> okay. So, um, like me, I was, uh, you know, I had went to grad school, I was working in the corporate world, and I hated it. I'm like, there gotta be more than life than this. Like, I've always wanted to travel, but I was like, dang, like, I can't afford to travel. That's what my, that was what my mindset was, because, you know, Living in America, it's just like you can't think about living somewhere else. It's just really hard to think about living somewhere else because you're, you know, you're always in the rat race trying to, you know, come up, make money. And, you know, you always been taught like you go to school, you get a good job, you just work that job and, you know, until you retire type stuff. And that's the mindset I had. And that's what I was doing. I was working in the corporate world, had a really good job, making really good money, but I was miserable. When I tell you miserable, like, and I'm not a big crier. I've been going home boo-hooing because I hated my life. Like, I was like, there got to be more to life than this. And one day, like my, well, my sister, she works on a cruise ship. And I was jealous because she was traveling all over the world. She loved her job. And I was just like, dang. And then she was on break one day and she was over in my apartment. She was like, what's wrong with you? Like, what is wrong with you? She's like, you just so sad all the time. I was like, I don't know, sis. Like, I just don't like my life. And she was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I ain't suicidal. I'm just saying like, this right here, ain't, it ain't mathing like it's supposed to. <laughs> like, like I'm working my ass off like I got nothing to show for. Yeah, I got a, a nice apartment and stuff like, you know, nice condo and all that stuff. But I'm like, that's material stuff. I don't like, I don't feel fulfilled. And she was like, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to travel. She was like, well, nigga travel. Well, I, can we say nigga? <laughs> I didn't mean like. Sorry. <laughs> Let's be honest. Okay. She was just like, uh, you need to just, you know, if you want to do it, do it. 
I'm like, I'm not like you. I don't know. She was like, stop being scary. I ain't never known you to be scary before. Like, could they call me their little big brother? She was like, if you want to do it, do it. So I was like, F it. Because I was always watching YouTube videos about traveling. And and then um, I just started researching. I was like, how do I, how can I, I literally Google, how can I travel, you know, and make money? And I was just looking at different ideas. And, what, and I've heard, I have friends who um, taught in Korea through uh, the EPIC program. But I was I researched that, but I didn't really like that program because you don't get to pick where you live. You don't get to pick your school. You don't, so they can put you on, right. on a mountaintop, and that's where you got to go. I was like, no, nah, I'm not about that life. <laughs> like, <laughs> you already live yeah, in a mountaintop in Missouri, in village, so it's like, like nah, I'm nah. about that life. So I, and I was like, all right, maybe I'll do the Peace Corps. So I got everything to do, together for the Peace Corps. That fell through. I'm just like, oh, that one. And so I started researching some more. And then uh, one of my workers, he had just came from teaching abroad. And I was like, huh, I ain't never thought about that. So I started, you know, Google, you know, Google my best friend. I started Googling about teaching abroad. And then I started watching YouTube videos. And I was just like, all right, if I teach abroad, I got really interested. I'm like, where can I go that I can still travel and teach and make money? And I started Googling, you know, doing more research. That's another. Do your research. Just don't be up and going places. Do mad yeah. research. Like when I got to China, you could tell people who didn't research because they were surprised about. I knew everything I was going. Like mm-hmm. when I was asking mm-hmm. guys to China, I'll get to that. So I started researching, and I was like, "All right, it's either between Taiwan, Japan, or China, or uh, uh, Vietnam." So I, it was those. I got it down to four countries. I was like, "Nah." Taiwan, you got to work too much. I ain't about that life. Um, Japan pays the most, but you got to be working 18 hours a day. No, I'm not about to do that. And then I was like, well, China. Nope. I wasn't even, I'm like, China, but it's China, though. I'm like, but have, you don't know nothing about China, so why are you so scared? So I started researching China, and their salaries were just on par with Japan, and you didn't have to work that much. Like, you have to work a lot of hours. You got you got a whole month and a half, almost two months off for a holiday break. You got you know another three months off for summer. I'm like, well, shit, that's that's five months that I could just travel. <laughs> I'm like, that's where I'm going, right? <laughs> and so I was like, all right. So I decided to go to China, and I told some of my family members. That's another thing, a mistake I made. I told people who didn't get my vision. And they were, like, discouraging me because they didn't understand what I was trying to do. They was like, well, you got this good job. And I didn't tell you this. Before I quit my job, when I decided to go to China, I was like, all right, I'm going to have to quit this job because there ain't no way I can prepare to go to this place and still work full time. It, it can't happen. And I was like, all right, I'm going to quit my job. So I wrote my resignation letter. The day I was going to turn it in, I got a promotion. I was, and they threw some money at me. I was like, "Of course, and laughing." <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, yeah, what, what you gonna like, do? I'm gonna follow my dream. <laughs> right, or I'm gonna right. chase this money, this rat race money." I was like, "After I'm gonna go follow my dreams." I'm my parents flipped out. My dad was like, "That's the money, you know. That kind of job and that kind of money, you can set your whole family up for the rest of your life." I'm like. But dad, I didn't want to say I don't want to be like y'all just be working and don't do nothing. But you know, I mean, 
it was mm-hmm. the truth though. My parents worked their ass off. And they, yeah, it's just like, but y'all ain't done nothing. Done, like really done something significant. And I'm just like, that. I don't want that to be me. And so I was just like, F it. I'm just going to do it. So I called my sister. I sold everything I had. And I moved, I called my sister and I said, I move in with her until I figure this stuff out. Cause I really, you know, I had a plan in my head, but it's, I still needed to get it together and I needed some time. I was like, can I move in with you? And she lived in Nashville. So she was like, sure. Moving with her. And then that's when I got my plan together. Like I really got it together. And I started researching, looking at jobs and like what city I wanted to go to. My sister, husband, He's worked in China with his job. He was like, because I wanted to go to Beijing or Shanghai. He was like, no, don't go to those places because they're too expensive. I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, EVS, cheap in American money, but don't go to that. He was like, there's this place called Shenzhen. Check into that because that's the next up and coming city. And so I was just like, you don't know what they're talking about. Let me just Google this place. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> oh, all right. I mean, it's by the sea, next to Hong Kong. It's like it's booming right now. I was like, all right, I'm gonna try. To, I'm I'm just gonna see what jobs are available in Shenzhen. Looked it up. It was mad jo- thousands of jobs available for teaching, and I was just like, cool. So I applied to a couple places. As soon as like the next day, I started getting hits. Just hits and hits and hits and hits. And I was like, oh mm. shit, it's real now. This get real. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me stop you there because I want to get okay. into Jason's like how yeah, he got yeah. on this track. And then I have questions. I have so many questions. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep All it. Right, Jason. I'll, I'll give you the abridged version. So I've always wanted to live abroad, but I didn't know how I was gonna fund this dream. So I graduated college, I was working with children. So I wanted to be, a, I wanted to teach as well, but I didn't know this was gonna be abroad. I thought this was gonna be in America. Like I have an English degree, but then I was like, hmm, English teachers, they're not really getting hired as much as math teachers or science teachers in New York. So I was like, hmm, where can I go that they need English teachers outside of America? So that was my thinking. And I had also, at the same time, I had also hit this like ceiling, this like glass ceiling in America, period. Like, I've never lived outside of New York. I've traveled. I went to school in South, I went to school in um, West Africa, but that was like my first taste outside of America. And that was in college in 2012. So when I hit this ceiling, I was like, I gotta get out of here. So, like T, I tried joining the Peace Corps because I was like, this is reputable. This will look great on my resume. Uh, I served, I, I did a tour in Peace Corps. You will you can get a job almost anywhere after that when it comes to, like, mm-hmm. you know, education. And Peace politics Corps pays for your student loans. So, Part of Not anymore. But not anymore. Trump, Trump rid of got that rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> Trump got rid of that. And, and when I left in 2017, the same time I met T, Trump was president. I was like, I got to get out of here. So I did more research. So for me, I, I, I read maps for fun. Like, I'm constantly looking at maps. All the time. If I go, if I'm planning on traveling someplace, (laughs) I look at maps. I look at maps all the time. I look at maps of the country, of the city, of where we're going to be staying and look around there because we plan, like T and I have traveled all over um, Southeast Asia. We plan, but it's a rough sketch because if we find out something to do that wasn't necessarily online or it's like something that you figure out when you get to the city, we 
leave it up open to interpretation. So I did research and I found out that Shenzhen is near Hong Kong. Hong Kong flights are, international flights are cheaper outside of, outside of Hong Kong than they are in mainland China. Shenzhen is mainland China. Hong Kong is a separate but connected entity to China. It is China. Hong Kong is China, but it's a different municipality. They have different rules and laws there. Um, so I did my research. So with Peace Corps, Peace Corps fell through, but I, I was doing this without God in mind. When it came to China, I prayed about the whole thing. And it's just like things that T was talking about how like, you know, we met people here who were stumbling over these like hurdles. We were walking over them. Mm. We were walking over them and they weren't issues that we had to deal with. Like people came ill-prepared. They came with no money. How'd you come here with only $500? No. Like I saved, I saved up about 3000 US dollars before I came to China and that lasted me two months and I didn't have to, t I didn't have to touch a whole check, two checks, because I learned that you're not getting paid your first month in China. Yes, you're working, but mm -hmm. you have to work that whole month because you only get paid once a month and usually in the beginning of the month or like the 10th, the latest of a month. So you have to plan for that. So planning is important. If you don't have a sound plan, if you don't have a sound plan, then it's you're gonna holes will be poked in that plan, mm -hmm. and you don't want to do you don't want that to happen. Like you're making your foundation out of sand as a result. So T and I, we make sure that we plan everything. It don't have to be like a and like I said, plan, there's like some Jason great said, things that can like happen. Plan like have something in your mind that you mm -hmm. have something right, and that's another thing. Being in China. We are our own businesses. Like, you are your own business. If you are a foreign expat in China contractor. and you're teaching here and making money here, got a visa, you're an independent contractor. You're your own business. And how you market yourself says a lot about you and what you and your intentions. So it worked out. If you're yeah. working and out so far. I don't mean to cut you off, Jason. Okay, uh, like so when you're going off the independent contractor, no problem. every teacher gets paid a different salary. There is no teacher who gets paid the same. Every contract is in. Yeah, every everything negotiable, is negotiable. Every contract is different. If you don't know how to negotiate a contract or fight for money, they will give you the bare minimum. And I'm telling you, some of these people, like teachers talking about the contract, I'm like, what? You did? What? The teachers before us, so we came in 2017, the, the teachers before us were getting half I've of what we got paid. Seen. I was like, Dad. They got paid like a thousand US dollars. Yeah, they took care of your housing, but they already give you a housing stipend. It, they had the worst contracts. I'm like, why would y'all sign that? Well, you know, we didn't want to argue. What? This is your money. Why not? <laughs> why not? So this if, you is don't, business. if you don't fight for your money, mm, they just gonna yeah. give you the bare minimum. And if you're happy with that, that's fine. But and some of these teachers were certified. Some of these people were actually teachers. Like you were a teacher in America, you were a teacher in your home country, and you're selling for less? No. So that, okay, so that brings me to my first question. So if people are listening, they're interested in doing this, no. you don't have no. to have a teaching degree to do this. So, yeah. but you have to have a degree you have or to have you don't a even degree. have to have a degree. And it, to, okay. be make, to make yourself more marketable, you need a mm -hmm. TEFL or a TESL. A TEFL, it, it's basically like a teaching certific certification. I got mine online. Yeah, it's, it's, teaching, so it's teaching English as a second language. So it's a little, it's not a hard program. If you, you can bust through, I bust through mine in like three weeks. Like, cause you have to 
take these tasks and they want to see how you were. Could you teach Four English? They want to know, do you really kind of know English? You ain't really got to know English that well. You just got to kind of understand the concepts of English. Like, and... But that's the thing. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of teachers here in Shenzhen who... Just because you speak English doesn't mean you can teach English, and that's why having a taking a TEFL course or a TESOL course is yeah. like useful. It's useful. It'll help you out in the so long for run. Me, and they don't I expire. taught actually for about five years, mm-hmm. and I hated it teaching in America. So that's when I went back to grad school, and then I, when I went to the corporate world, I was like, "This teaching stuff for the birds. It ain't for me." And I didn't think I was gonna ever teach again. <laughs> like, but with this, like Jason said, you have to learn how like in china it's a doggy dog world especially in the esl industry um english second language in esl industry it's it's every man for themselves like you can get taken advantage of really easily if you don't do your due diligence Mm -hmm. beforehand and you know or speak up for yourself like when you go into these contract negotiation they give you a salary that doesn't mean that's the salary you have to accept and people just accept that salary like if you mm-hmm. worth more like okay i'll say this there are three different types of educations and three different type of schools you can work in in china and they all pay differently they all have different hours you mm-hmm. have to pick what's best for you the first one is what you call um uh training centers training centers they not training for me center. but they for somebody because there's lots of training centers. Training centers usually are like before, you know, after school type programs. Like, you know, the kids go to school and after school, they'll go to these training centers and to get more English learning. You work at night. So you work from 2 p.m. or sometimes uh, 3 p.m. to like 9 o'clock at night. That ain't for me. You know, and you work you, usually yeah. you have to work every weekend because that's the most busiest time. It's the weekend. So you might be off on Monday and Tuesday, work a couple of hours on Wednesday, a couple of hours, like three hours on Wednesday, three hours on Thursday, you know, maybe four hours on Friday. But on Saturday and Sunday, you're working like 12 hours straight, <laughs> like no weekends yep. off because that's, that's the busiest time. And I was like, that's not for me. The second kind is uh, public school. Public schools are the easiest jobs. Like, you usually, with public schools, you'll usually work for an yep. education company, which education companies are good and they're bad. The good part is they take care of everything for you. They give you, uh, they, they help you with your visa. The they help you find an apartment. They help you get phone plans. They help you set up everything. They, uh, they take care of pretty much everything. You know, they give you, help you, with your flights and everything, but with all that help, it's a cost. They take a large percentage of your salary. They're also a large, they like, also they also keep mm-hmm. in contact with the education bureaus in China. So in Shenzhen, like there are nine districts, and each district has their own education bureau. So I, I teach in Baoan, so we have to um, talk to and listen like to districts. the Baoan Education Bureau. Mm-hmm. So they have different rules. That's a district, right? They have mm-hmm. their they have their own rules. We have to have meetings, monthly meetings, and stuff like that. But it's all through set up company. through our company. And then there's the international school route. That is the most lucrative, but the hardest to get a job in. Uh, yeah. International schools they prefer you to have a teaching yeah. degree or teach not a really degree, but a license. But 
Yep. You can play the game. You can get a substitute license in America, and that will still be considered a teaching license. You got to think. They just say you need to have a teaching license. They just say it has to be like a full-time teaching license. They, so, because uh, that's how I got into international right. school. My teaching certificate had expired like a few, like a long time ago. So I just got a, a, sub, a substitute teaching license from my state. And I was like, you know, I showed them I had a teaching license. They didn't care if it was a substitute or not. You have to have, they know you have to have a certain stipulation to even get this. And I was like, cool, that's all you need. And I ended up getting a job in an international school. And that is, you so, know, that's where the money is. But you have, you, you going to work for it. I ain't going to lie. You are working. You working. I worked at an international mm. school um, two years ago. I worked at an international school, and I was there at seven thirty in the morning. I didn't leave until seven o'clock. But at you night, also, every day. you know, you also mm. making so six, like seven thousand dollars a month. So, <laughs> yeah, you making yeah, money. Yeah, I was making money. Yeah. I wasn't mad about that, but I was tired. You're, you're making a salary <laughs> plus they give you a housing stipend, so you ain't got no bills. You don't really have any bills unless you can create them. You know. Um, Bills are cheap here, though. Like, your utilities, like, you shouldn't be... Over- so, like, electricity here, in my apartment right now, I'm paying US dollars a month. Wow. See, and less. see, that was my next question. So, so okay. Mm-hmm. Let's say somebody gets a job at the international school. They're uh, making $6,000, $7,000 US a dollars a month. You right? can make up to 10000 plus a, a month. That's how much Eric... Yeah, she makes about $12,000 a month. You got money. <laughs> what? Okay, so you making? Okay, so let's Tiffany's say. About to move to China. <laughs> right, I'm like, hold on, so because I need to get all the details. So, so if you making, let's say ten to twelve, let's just say, let's say six to twelve thousand a month, because that's mm-hmm. like typical. So people yeah. usually fall within there if you had an international yes. school, right? Okay. But no, then you you're, so you don't have well, rent you, or mortgage that, 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 because okay. they already so, give you a house. It's kind okay. of weird. It depends on how your school is set up. Some schools pay your salary and your housing different. So they will say, yeah, Separately, so they because you will get, you get taxed for your salary, mm. but they don't want you to have your, your housing tax either. So they'll pay you a separate. But some schools added all together was like, this is your lump sum salary. Like, like most international schools, you don't get a housing um, stipend because you're, it's included in your salary. That's why it's so so large. Um, gotcha. So the more you get paid, gotcha. the, but how much? The more you get paid in China, <laughs> the higher you are taxed. That's for anyone. That's not the same in America. Gotcha. That's not so, the same in America. The more you're paid in mm-hmm. China, the higher you are taxed. But you know. So how much? So how okay, much so that, is like yeah, your living expenses? For so everything. for instance, okay. a lot of teachers come to China to go goddamn broke because they be trying to ball out. Because <laughs> they like, I'm. So T and I lived together. We lived together. So I got to see how he, his expenses worked. We worked well together when it came to living because we have the same idea. We would go food shopping every month and we would spend like between the two of us like 1,500 RMB. RMB is their currency, like the yuan. So they call it renminbi, RMB. So 1,500 is about almost 200 US dollars a month on groceries. But that's too gross. And we would, that's for the whole month. (laughs) Me either. 
Hold on. Because last time I went to the grocery store, it was like $200 for oh, a trip. Oh, no. Um, so- <laughs> How often do you go grocery shopping? Now, granted, I don't, I don't go that no, often, but we, that wasn't we, even for that many things. Like, like inflation is crazy here. We, we got two yeah, shopping carts. It's kind of like, embarrassing. I grew it's up like in we got country and I have a lot of siblings, so <laughs> I buy in bulk. And so, doing my research, I right. found what they consider almost like a Costco because they got Sam's Club there. It, they got it's, it's like that's what another thing. China got everything America got plus more. Like every store you can think of and every brand, they all got it there. Like, we had a we had a Walmart across like right mm. down the street. There's Walmarts everywhere. There's Sam Clubs everywhere. There's, Costco. there's Walmarts everywhere here. There's Starbucks, there's Starbucks Taco Bell, everywhere in Asia. Think of, Starbucks got, is winning. Not, by like, the way. It's not that different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> McDonald's. But anyway, the cost of living. But like we like tea, 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 tea could cook. Tea, tea could cook. I can cook, and we would cook. That like you'll save more money if you cook. So cost of living is relatively. Mm-hmm. It's a, I'm not even going to say cheap because we're in a tier one city. So like there's like four tiers. We're at the top. We're in, we're in Shenzhen. Shenzhen is a tier one city. So it's like, it's so, affordable. I wouldn't no, call Shenzhen, Shenzhen cheap. Shenzhen is one of the most expensive city in China. But for us, an American, it's still cheap. Does that make sense? Like, um, cause you're, mm-hmm. uh, like oh, go back to what you so, were saying about the price of the living. It's different for everybody. So you can ball out and get like, you know, these luxury apartments. And some luxury apartments are just the same amount as in America, like twelve, thirteen hundred dollars, fourteen hundred dollars, you know, and then you get people could be getting made service, they get everything delivered. So they be living this luxury life because they got a disposable mm-hmm. income now and so they go they go broke. You meet a lot of teachers who make a ton of money going yes. broke because Another thing about China is so convenient. You can literally order anything on your phone and have it delivered within an hour. <laughs> and people be going yes. May twenty People go crazy. Like they just be buying and buying and buying and buying. And then I'm just you can just that's a food taste, yo, fat boy. <laughs> you can. Anything. Well, that's that's what he's talking about the hour though like you know I like to eat so you if you like to eat you can just yeah, order you some food know, blah, blah, blah. but and there's like Alibaba you can buy in stock Taobao you can buy things you want some you, I have so many sneakers and clothes and gadgets here like headphones and stuff they have so it's cheap. they make everything in China everything is made here mm. everything is made here so, okay. All right. So I just want to, okay, let's, let's look at this. So I already heard that food, you know, y'all said $200 a month that got y'all yeah. good to grown men eating good shopping carts full <laughs> with an S um, for $200 yeah. a month. Then I heard you say $30 yeah, so for like your apart- electricity and stuff yeah, like that. Like, you know, just looking at you all's numbers. And we split that, so $300 a piece. It was three bedroom, two bathroom with a pool, a gym, and all that shit. All that good stuff. Security. And yeah. It was a gated community. We had, they called them gardens. And yeah, it was, is it bougie? Yeah. And everybody's like, that's so expensive. Well, I mean, but that in China that could be expensive. In China, you pay that much for your apartment. Well, I mean, (laughs) but 
Com- but compared to how much we get paid versus the average Chinese person, okay, you know the average, the, like you know the average Chinese person, let's say they make like a thousand dollars or a thousand two hundred dollars a month in Shenzhen, but mm. your for- a foreigner is getting three to four times more than that because not just because we're foreign, but because of the job we do. Teaching, teaching might be like you know a uh, whatever job in America, but in China it it's held at high regard. If you are a teacher. As a Chinese person, you had to go to school. Not everyone gets to go to go to college here. Colleges are expensive, mm-hmm. and you have to take a really mm-hmm. difficult test to get into school here. Everyone does, and there's so much competition here. So you getting accepted to a college, a university, graduating, and then you will be placed in a school, and you have to get all these certifications, take all these tests as a teacher. Yeah. You're held in high regard in China. Being you get like doctors. Teacher T was saying how doctors and lawyers don't get paid that much here. It's because Chinese people culturally, if they have a dispute, they would much rather handle it mm-hmm. outside of court rather than inside of court. And they have a lot of home remedies mm-hmm. that they've created over thousands of years that they can cure these sicknesses and not go to a hospital and pay all this money. And so it's just like and, and another thing teaching, about te- uh, living like teaching. So we got like you said, we had six hundred dollars a month for rent. We had about $30 for, um, it was less than $30. It was only $30 in the wintertime when we had to, you know, uh, had the heat on. But heat on. it didn't really get, where we lived, it didn't really get cold. Sixty like It would get like 65 degrees, and that's the winter where we live because we live in southern China. Um, but normally it's like. The metro was like $15 water, US we'll, dollars for a like, month, like 100 RMB. Uh, um, Internet? Did you already say internet? No, internet was also like mm-hmm. a good two hundred, like a good yeah. Like it was like thirty dollars. Yeah, it was about two hundred for, for a So that's like th- yeah, th- twenty five thirty dollars. So total, it was like uh, about five hundred dollars a piece. So I like for a month, and I'm making uh, right. No, I'll say this average about a thousand dollars. About it depends how you live. You have about a thousand. Between yeah, between the two the, of us, for everything, it's about a thousand dollars a month. So even if so, if there is a okay, price, so, okay, can you like still grocery, negotiate? Like, or only if it's not a grocery no. stores and stuff. No, <laughs> but if you go to like a market, like a like a market, everything in the market is negotiated. If you don't, they kind of get offended that you don't like so, have back with them. They, it's like part of their culture. Mm-hmm. And I got and so growing up my parents yeah. owned a uh well my mom owned a beauty supply store and we used to get uh we used to go to the Chinese markets to buy all of the supplies. And so I learned from them like watching now I used to get I'm like damn why she yelling at that man but it's just part of what you do. So when I went to China and went to this market I was like oh I know how to do that. It's like I was you know and so everybody's like, Tim, why are you so aggressive? <laughs> even if they quote you a price, even if they quote you a price, you can still be like, well, I can get this for less over there. Like, Let me take my money over there. Wait, no, okay, let's negotiate. Let's negotiate. All right. So so no. you all both are no. now fluent in Chinese. No, I can get what I need. No. You are, took, you're not, took, not yet. I took a different so route. So how was hired, that... Uh, tutor for six months like so like my second year in china i hired a tutor so the first year our job they supplied us with classes like learning the phonics part it's called pinyin so learning like the tones and like the characters and how people say things and understanding 
and I did research about the language. Like I learned, I studied language in college. Like I can speak a couple languages now, but and I can also understand dialects in Chinese. But then I hired a tutor to like help solidify my idea, my understanding of Chinese, and like he like forced me to go in, out there into the community and talk to people. So. I can speak Chinese wherever we went on a, so that year we went on a tour around China. We went to like seven different cities in China. We went to Chongqing, we went to Chengdu, we went to Xi'an, we went to Beijing, Shanghai, and different places in between. And they, they speak differently. They speak Chinese differently in these different places. We live, so Shenzhen is in Canton. Like if you're Cantonese, they, they speak Cantonese in this region of China, but it's not the same as Mandarin. It's a totally different language. Um, but outside, but most, but in Shenzhen, most people come from different parts of China into Shenzhen for work. So people bring their languages and their food with them. So mm -hmm. most people in China speak Mandarin. I chose to speak Mandarin because that's like you know the overall language in China. But if you go to Chengdu, they speak it differently in Chengdu. If they go to Beijing, you, they speak Chinese well, differently in Beijing. Yeah. It, you can understand me, it though. T has a really I, good understanding I, I, of Chinese. Like he, if he, he can, can hear a conversation, I can speak because I can't get the tones down. Like I'm like, I know I'm saying this word right, Jason. It ain't the right tone. You know what? I ain't got time for all that. Like I know the word. <laughs> so when it, when he talks about the tone, when T talks about the tone, if you have the same word that sounds the same but the tone is different, it's a different word. So I'll give you a, a really really gotcha, easy example. Gotcha. The word for 15, 15 in Chinese is shi wu, but the word for food is shi wu. Don't it sound the same to you? Totally different characters. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> it's not, it's, but if you have a trained ear, I'm not tone deaf. If you have a trained ear. I hear if a you have a, it's a slight difference, but for Chinese people, if you say the wrong yeah, term, I'll be like, 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 like he said, I'm like, sure, well, they're so like, what? what? I'm like, what? I know I said mm, this word what? right, and he was like, it ain't the right word. It's the word. But now. they don't, when, <laughs> but it's been great. I love the fact, I love speaking Chinese because it opened me up to different possibilities. Like, I can and have conversations with more. people. They appreciate you know, it more. They love you more, and they'll more, they're willing to help you because the first way, if you mm. ask for help, and to in China and no one speaks English here mind you if you ask for help in China and you don't speak mm. Chinese they won't help you not because they, they don't not because they don't mm. want to and see that was they can't communicate so there's no way they can help you they're not going to waste your time or theirs and see that was my next question because I was going to ask like if you don't know any Chinese like how was that navigating like when y'all first got over I, there um how was navigating well, I had I wrote these cards down I had cards you know and like just the basics you have you should if you're going to come to China learn your numbers those are universal learn directions learn colors like those are all things you can learn easily and then it just grows. You just have to get your mind makes a shift. Like some like your mental makes a shift. Your brain is hearing things. It's not, oh, I'm not hearing English anymore. So I'm gonna start to learn and change. Your brain is constantly mm -hmm. changing. People don't realize that, but if you're if you allow yourself to accept that you're not in America and then you can't necessarily control that you and you can't control your environment you have to change you have to be willing to change a lot of people are afraid of change you shouldn't be it's a part of growing up and that's what i've learned is that you need to be able to mm -hmm. be 
marketable and change with your environment. White people don't like doing that. They never have to do that. They be they change the environment to fit their mm. needs. So it's like that's just how it is. Gotcha. It's okay. Learning learning Chinese. Well, thank has been you really all so much for coming on the show today. This was so helpful because I know there's other people out there that want like you all when you first started, you're like, okay, I want to travel, but I want to travel for free. Or, you know, there's people that's thinking about these things, right? And so this just opens up a new opportunity for some people that may have a degree already and they're like, I'm tired of corporate America or I'm tired of teaching in America. What else can I do? So I appreciate you all coming on and I know you know the time uh, difference mm -hmm. is, is there too so I appreciate you taking the time to um, do this so before we wrap up and I'll probably have y'all back on because I'm sure after this episode releases I'll get a flood of questions because I still have questions Dude, yeah. if anybody wanted to get in touch Sorry. with you all if you all want to um, they can find uh, where could they find Instagram, you everybody screams the number four Jason so everybody screams for Jason and for T, it's the same thing, but like T Jones on, on T Jones 85. But you can definitely contact me. Um, I'm on Facebook as well, Jason the Goat. <laughs> so you can definitely find me there. Um, but yeah, it's been really great. <laughs> definitely contact me. And this is definitely possible. That's another reason. Like, you know, I don't see too many people who look like us doing this. Mm -hmm. You can do it. You, you guys can do it. Do it. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. And I'm not mm -hmm. perfect. I'm nothing... I'm special, yeah. but I'm, you can be special too. Come out here and do it. It's definitely a possibility. Yes, yes. So I'm so proud of y'all. And thank you so much for inspiring someone else on this journey. And um, I appreciate too. you just coming on the show today. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient. <laughs>